Welcome to the Up and Down with Daniel and Upendo, bringing together two friends who have something to say about everything and even more to do about nothing. Bonded over more than 15 years of career milestones, boyfriends, husbands, hairstyles, and an epidemic. Upendo and I share an infectious joy for life that is only brightened by the colorful cast of friends, family, and characters we will introduce to you throughout this show. The Up and Down offers you a glimpse into our lives as upwardly mobile Gen Xers with a passion for all things downtown. During the day, we are professional social workers ready to serve our community and raise up justice. But at night, we are equally ready to celebrate our shared thirst for entertainment, culture, travel, food, and just about any damn thing else. Sit back to learn, love, and laugh with two authentic souls who are dear friends committed in our adventures to leave the world safer, happier, and shinier than it was when we came into it. This is The Up and Down. Here we go again, Upenda. Well, how are you, Daniel? Wow, that is a sexy little voice. So I have to tell you, I was listening to you do the intro, and I'm like, oh my God, there's a blockbuster movie coming out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's kind of intense, right? It, it was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see the trailer for this movie. <laughs> oh my God. You do have a wonderful voice. Well, thank you very much. You, you're a singer, aren't you? I am a singer. I'm a singer. Yes. Yeah. yes. Maybe someday I'll sing on this show. You know, we, we would like... For you to sing on the show one day, but not today, buddy. Who's the collective we that you refer me. to? Okay, good. <laughs> I just want to make sure there weren't other people plotting against me. Well, you know, my 10 friends that's in my head. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, so, Daniel, let's talk for a minute about we have been going through this pandemic and we have not traveled. Oh, my God. I love traveling. I love traveling. Do you miss it? Upendo, not only do I miss traveling, but I also miss my frequent flyer miles. I literally was looking at my American Airlines miles the other day, and I realized I might not get my, my actual membership plat, um, platinum status this upcoming year. You know, that that's going to be pretty awful for you not to get (laughs) (laughs) talk about that bougie little place we live in the world no you live in that bougie place okay okay paul doll i will i will i will use the i term yes uh you know but literally i was i was both horrified but also really really sad when i realized i might actually not get some of my perks this coming year so i was thinking the other day (laughs) it's funny you say that i I found my drink tech tickets for Southwest. They expired. <laughs> so I was thinking When do they myself, expire? Have they, they expired? Yeah, they're about to expire. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That but, will not do. But, but I was like, I, maybe I should reach out to Southwest and say, are you all sending updated drink coupons <laughs> for the ones that have expired? Because you couldn't travel because of the pandemic. So I was thinking like, I should probably call them because I can't let these drink tickets. Do you know how popular I am on a plane with those drink tickets? Really? You, 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 you <laughs> yes. hand them out as currency? <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Well, if I actually flew on um, Southwest with you, I would experience that, but I have not ventured on I Southwest do. with you. I'm like one of the most popular people on Southwest when I fly because I have because I fly so much on Southwest. I have all these drink tickets. I'm like, would you like a drink? That is hysterical. And that's the best come on, especially if you're sitting next to a hot guy. Can I buy you a drink? Really? Uh, okay. So I'm going to ask you to explain or uh, tell us about one exciting come on that you might have experienced on a Southwest flight using your drink tickets. Oh, drink tickets. So uh, this probably happened. Oh, I was going to. Well, this is years ago. I was going to. Um, we used to have um, our our main flagship for our office used to be in um, Philadelphia. Okay. So we would fly quite often up there. Um, for meetings and stuff. And I do remember this one time I was at this bar having a drink before I got on the flight, talking to this guy. Nothing to look at, but just nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, just nice enough. And then um, I get to the gate for Southwest. He's, in, he's at the gate, too. I'm okay. like, oh, I didn't know you were in the flight. He's like, yeah. And I said, well, can I buy you a, a drink? <laughs> and he said, sure. And I handed him a ticket. And I was like, should I put my number on it? And then he's like, I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, I was trying to use, he took the drink ticket. Married it all. Wait, do you hear our sound effects guy <laughs> actually throwing in some sound effects with us? All right, now episode. What is this? Our episode. I always have to keep track of our episodes. This is episode four. four although we don't know when you'll be releasing this. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Wait, but can we get that one more time? Sound effect guy. <laughs> but, oh, but seriously, I'll be here all night. He he seriously took the ticket. That uh, he took the ticket. Did he use the ticket? Oh, okay. If you're on a Southwest flight, you use your drink ticket. As a matter Absolutely. Of fact, when sometimes the, the the Southwest flight attendants say, you know, due to turbulence, we're gonna cut down our our serving time. You should hear that cabin. But I got a free ticket. Well, I got a free. <laughs> all right so what you miss most about flying are free drink tickets what i miss most about flying thus far is my uh free um points that i get for my flying but no honestly i uh professionally i have been blessed with a an opportunity to be able to travel around the country and being able to speak at different conferences and being able to learn and, and and grow by experiencing other um high performing communities around the world really uh in the social service arena so i do miss that oh and yes i miss that too in I, fact you pinned i let me i i literally i looked at from the time that this epidemic our pandemic started i was looking at my travel agenda and there weren't one two three there were five trips that i had to cancel in a matter of two months in order and and there were wonderful places like my home state of california i was supposed to go up to raleigh north carolina um um, i forget some of the other cities i was supposed to go to to dc to dc uh, and in order to speak oh absolutely i was going to speak at st louis and st louis uh, and i just i missed the opportunity not only to see the world really but to to learn from all of the other professionals in our industry and Absolutely. that has been a huge loss for me personally it, it is and and i like you um had several um things scheduled that i had to cancel but um i i do remember the last 
travel that I did that, that really was one of the most powerful um, summits and, and, and learning was um, recently I, I flew to um, Oakland, California to, oh, to, to deal I love with Oakland, California. Yeah, it was beautiful, but it was a summit, you know, half day, a day and a half summit that focused on um, the housing, housing racial equity issues that's impacting that community. And it brought in all these foundations to talk about the work that they're doing around diversity, equity, inclusion, and power, but specific to how they're addressing the issue of housing in California. And it was just so, so great to soak in that energy, to be around a think tank, mm -hmm. to really understand what we're going to be the organization we work for, that's the whole point of me going is figuring out how to take these lessons and how to embed this in the future of our work. Absolutely. And when was that trip? That trip actually was in February, right before everything shut down. But wow. in, in, in fact, I posted on my Instagram account. Um, it was the, the, the last day that morning, the mayor of San Francisco shut the city down because they actually had that huge boat that came in that was a bunch of... Um, oh, the uh, cruise ship the that cruise was coming ship. in, yeah. right. And it, they, she said, shut down the city and I posted, oh, okay, so this is the look you give when the mayor of San Francisco shut down the city for COVID-19 and you still in the city. Like, you still got to fly out of San Francisco. <laughs> like, really, right over the bay. Um, but it... I do hear what you're saying. I do miss the learning. I miss the engagement, the networking. Um, and we still have been able to do it, but we're not doing it in person. We're actually doing it through webinars that's been facilitated by these think tanks and from these foundations, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I love the travel. Yeah. I love the travel. What was the last trip that you went on that sort of rocked your world? I think I know the answer to this. That rocked my world? Just what was the last really fun trip that you went on, whether it was work-related or not work-related? Um, that rocked my world, I would say, when I went to France. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, and, and the reason for that is that it wasn't your typical tourist trip. Okay. It truly was about taking the back roads doing the countryside, doing the capes in France, um, experiencing a season, which was um, oyster bed, which is, I'm going to say this wrong, we tourists, that's how they say oysters in, in France. We tourists. We tourists. Say it again. We tourists. We tourists. Which is oysters. Okay. Um, and it, in the middle of that season to literally eat oysters from the sea to the table, watching them bring it. It's like, oh my God. It, it was really the most amazing trip I went on um, because of the, the the tour guide who should actually go into the business of touring, um, just detailed everything. Else. I, I Are you talking at, about our friend? Yeah, JP. JP, I, yeah. I ate at a Michelin restaurant. You, I ate at my first Michelin restaurant this year as well. Oh my, so we both had our first Michelin yes, experience this yes, year. Yes. Wow, we have come up in the world. Yeah. Did you, ever, did you even know what Michelin was no, when you were growing up in Tallahassee? Not, okay, you've been to Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tallahassee, but 
I'm not sure if we have a Michelin in Tallahassee. That's I all just I'm was in uh, in London. I was with in London with some wonderful friends, um, some friends from Miami, all of them in the design world. Mm-hmm. And we went to London and then France right before this pandemic began. And we went to a fabulous restaurant. I, I don't remember what I ate. I remember I was still hungry when I finished. <laughs> but And I remembered it was much more expensive than I ever um, have ever spent on oh, really? a, a meal. Yeah, but How many was, courses? Mm, there were, I believe we had four different courses and, and um, vino included. Uh, but it was such a, be- I, I'm so sorry. I wasn't preparing to talk about this. So I don't, I don't remember the name of the restaurant right now. I'll remember it on our next episode. I'll share it with the people listening to us but it was my first michelin experience and the service was amazing the the core of this restaurant was so beautiful it had actually the most famous staircase filmed or or photographed in all of london is in this restaurant wow it's gorgeous and the food was good oh the food was wonderful don't ask me what i ate i don't remember but it was wonderful it's about the experience right when you do these things oh absolutely so what was your michelin um restaurant experience like it was it was amazing it was a very quaint small restaurant we had four or five courses but the interesting thing about the dinner is, um, you're right. The food was small portion. <laughs> like these people don't eat over here. But then I think about it, what we look like and then what Europeans look right. like is, it is clear. We are very much into larger portions and, and, and we don't get our larger portions. We, we hungry. Um, but it was interesting. The, the food was amazing. I ate stuff that I would never eat, but in the, the time that we ordered the food, me and, and the person I was with, he ordered one dish. I ordered, he ordered the seafood dish. I ordered the, another seafood dish. Uh, and then when our meals came, mm-hmm. we both liked the aesthetic of the other's. Did you switch? Dish and we switched. You did not. We switched. That's what did you both share though? We did share. We okay. took up your bag, but but basically he saw my dish, I saw his dish, and I was like, because we were both thinking about each other's dishes okay. and decided to go with what we went with. And then when the dish came, it was like, okay, I actually want your dish. He's like, I actually want your dish. And we switched. <laughs> And the food melted in your mouth. Ugh. And the vino that came with it was amazing. And then because the restaurant was on a bay, so to speak, um, there was this beautiful, beautiful sunset. The the seagulls was coming in. It was a nice breeze. I was like, boy, oh, I would gorgeous. love to be with a man right now. Oh, I was God. with two men, but they unfortunately, were... they weren't with me. <laughs> <laughs> were they with each other? You know, maybe they were. They were definitely with each other. Wow, we are not being. We are not being. We didn't. We're not. We're being yes, guarded. They were. They were with each other. Absolutely, because you have lots of gay friends. I only have one. It's you. <laughs> oh, oh, please! I'm just the most fabulous gay friend that you have. Oh wow! Oh well, well if I'm the only gay friend, why do you say? I, yeah, you are. You, okay. You, you are. You are. You yeah. are. You All are. Right. You are. So, uh, yeah, traveling is something that I love to do, and I have had the privilege to do both professionally and personally. Um, 
we're coming up on the end of this segment, but maybe we'll come back next time and we'll talk about some of our favorite places we've been and where is the next place that you think you want to go once this pandemic ends? Because we're coming close to the end. The airports are about to open up. Yeah, the airport's about to open up, but the question would be, do, do we really and truly want to travel? <laughs> Uh, that, that's an interesting question. I'll tell you right now. I do. Yo soy. Yo quiero. Yo quiero travel. Yavare. Yes. My Spanish is getting better, you panda. Okay, he just sounded like a telenovela. Ah, hey, I'm looking for a job. Not a job. No, I love my job. I'm not looking for a job, but I'm always looking for an acting job. Hey. Yes, yes. So it's been great. Thank you for sharing yourself with, with, with me today, Daniel. We're not saying goodbye. We have one more segment, you panda. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have one more segment. Yes, We're going to we do, do one more segment. We're going to talk about where we want to go, and then we will finish. Thank you for being on task. All right. Here we are. We'll be right back. are back you penda for our next segment of what we want to talk about all things traveling we were talking about earlier the um, impact that uh, this pandemic has had on our traveling both professionally and personally and um, I'm just really curious you know, as I start to imagine what life looks like once we get out of this stage of the pandemic, where am I going to go? First of all, where are the places I loved to have experienced having gone to? And then where am I going next? So is there a place that um, you, first of all, have missed out on being able to go to because of this? Not where you're going to go once this is done, but where has, has this pandemic not allowed you to travel to that you really miss? Well, I think not allowed me to travel, I would say back home to Tallahassee. Not mm. allowed me to travel to go back home is one. Not allowed me to travel to Tampa to our quarterly meetings when we get to see our coworkers because we both work in our individual offices. And so that camaraderie is so important to who we are as an organization. Um, so those are the places I think when I'm not allowed to travel um, that I think I would go. And this time of the year too, Key West, you know, the last couple of years I have been blessed by, you know, having someone in my life that loves this place. But let me be clear, I introduced Key West to this person and they have fallen truly in love with it. So being the person, the loyalist person that I am, I'm loyal to the cause of, okay, your first time was with me in Key West. You love going to Key West. I'll support you going to Key West. So this is a time we would go again as well. So the, the Key West, I can't imagine what Key West looks like. I just completely decimated that 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 community with with no travel because it's a, it's a tourist community absolutely and i will tell you that key west is on my list as well that this pandemic has 
been a place where I sometimes take for granted it's so close to us, yes. right? I'm in Miami, so it is, I mean, within less than an hour, I can be in the Keys, and within two and a half hours, I can be in Key West, and I will tell you, there have been times where my instinct has been, okay, I can't go anywhere, I can't do anything, let me jump in my car and jump to the Keys, but you can't go to the Keys right now. They've actually blocked off the Keys when you get to Key Largo. There are, um, what do they call the guards? The, I don't know what they call the guards. Arm the, reserves. Arm reserves. Is the arm reserves? So they're, they're national guards. The national guards are are, are actually sitting in, at the the um f- the beginning of the keys, and they're preventing individuals who aren't residents from going in. And that really sucks because there were times when there would be nothing better than just to drive down that road, go over that seven mile bridge, and land into that beautiful world of Key West. I love Key West. Yes. And it's funny because as you're saying, you know, that drive, that is actually the beauty about Key West. It's, it's not only getting to the end, but the drive too. That's a beautiful drive. Yes, it is. But it's- according to the Miami Herald, uh, the Florida Keys are set to reopen to visitors on June 1st. Uh, the hotels will, will reopen and checkpoints will come to an end. Just wanted to uh, let you know that. I'm so glad we have someone to give us information about the latest opening of the key. I can't even speak. I'm going to need a moment. I'm going to need a moment. You know, you know how they say people that get in production of entertainment really are at heart entertainers themselves. I think our behind the scenes director, producer, and sound editor, and dot, 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 is starting to show his desire to be on microphone. Do we need to add another... <laughs> I can't speak at all. Exactly. Oh my goodness. That just came out of nowhere. No, I, know. I, I don't even know. see that coming. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Mr. Uh, factual person <laughs> providing the the current facts like of the pandemic key, absolutely uh, associated with travel. I love West. it. But you are you are so correct in in that being in South Florida, we do have the ability to get in the car and drive further south to experience all that the keys, not only just Key West, all of the keys that have to offer. Yes. But one of the other places I wanted to highlight before I think about where I'm going next, um, we talked about this pandemic impacting some of our travel. And I was supposed to go to San Diego this year um, for uh, um, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation that I am in a fellowship with. I'm coming Yay! to the end of my fellowship. Yay! Um, that would have been a really good time, Mr. To, um, to Sound Man, to do a clap, clap or something it. like that if you had. <laughs> late but it's here better late than never uh so yeah so i was supposed to go to san diego but most importantly not only was i going to see my best buddy robert from my fellowship experience and i was going to see my buddy danny who i went to college with in san diego but once i was done with my fellowship and grace i love you grace i was going to see you there too and there are so many wonderful buddies from los angeles um, in my fellowship that i was going to see but once that was done i was going to go see my family And my little sister and my older sister, they are still living out there in California and the rest of my, the Gibson family. And I was going to see my sister and her new baby. And I was really excited as an uncle to be able to see my family. And it just breaks my heart that I haven't been able to have that, that journey. And so I really do look forward to the opportunity to, to um, make up on that and not being able to go to my home state of California. 
So you're not going to California. So we would like to know where are you going to visit next? All right. Okay. So I'm just completely floored. Wow. <laughs> I think we have a third host, you Penda. I, I think so. <laughs> Like that came out of nowhere. I didn't even see that coming. Yeah, can we mark this down? A fourth episode, <laughs> segment three, third host is identified. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but yes, that's a good question. That's a good question. Where are we going to go to next now that we are coming to the point where they're going to open up the airports, right? Where are you going next, you pin? Where's the first place you are traveling? Not for work, but for fun. And don't say the keys. <laughs> I'm not going to say the keys, even though that's probably likely that that would be the first place I travel right away. Um, but I do have a desire to travel to Southern Italy. Ooh. Um, and I want to travel to Greece. I've never been to Greece before. Oh, do you know where in Greece? Um, the the Mykon Myk Mykonos. Mykonos. Yes. Mykonos. Mykonos is wonderful. I had a friend who had his 50th birthday party in Mykonos, and we had a wonderful time there. I, yes, those, I mean, I would love to go to Greece and definitely Southern Italy. And I love Italy, period. I would go just go back to Italy just to eat the food. I yes. mean, that's, that's what you go for is to eat the food. Um, but yeah, I think right away locally would probably be Key West. And then, you know, for actual getting on the plane and traveling, out i would love to go to southern italy or greece now my dream trip okay is the fiji islands Ooh, that's amazing is that something that you're ready to do right now no because i can't afford it you know i'm 80 percent bitch <laughs> we are part of the 80 percent family absolutely until we get out of the 80 percent club uh yeah fiji might be a little more difficult yes it's probably cheap right now. <laughs> Actually, you, you're absolutely right. Where do right. you want to go, Daniel? You know, I, first of all, Italy is my favorite country. Hands down, I am part Italian and I love Italian um, culture. I love Italian. I love the, the country of Italy. But I believe the next stop that I am going to is a place that I have really been focusing on in the last month or two. And that's another and that story. Is, absolutely. I am thinking of going to, do you hear music? What is that music? Yes. Yeah. I actually am thinking that music's a little loud, Mr. Music Producer. Can you bring it down a little bit? Um, I am thinking of Spain. I have been Why to Why do you want to go to Spain? Oh, well, I don't know if we need to get into the details, but I will tell you that Spain, I've been to Spain. I've been, can you turn it down a little bit more, Mr. Producer? Um, I, I believe that um, Spain, the way I love Italy, I also love Spain. I've been to uh, Barcelona. I've been to Madrid. I've been to Sitges. Um, and recently I have been communicating with a friend of mine. I um, think I've talked about him on another episode and I'm from Andalusia which is a, a southern region of Spain and we have been sharing recipes and we have been talking about the different culture and I'm really fascinated by the the concept of southern Spain and so I, I do think that once we get the clearance I am going to be looking for the best price ticket to get out to south southern Spain in the, the province of Andalusia 
And you have to say Andalusia. Andalusia. Right? No, not Andalusia. 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 There is a little bit of a lisp when they talk in the southern Spain. Uh, but I am really looking forward to that, actually, going seeing that region of, of Spain and the world. You know, I would love to go to Spain, too. It's not on my list, but uh, on my immediate list, but I definitely would love to go to Spain for the tapas. The tapas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You've not been to Spain, right? I've never been to Spain. There is something called pan de tomates. What does that mean? And that means um, bread of, uh, of tomatoes, tomato bread, essentially. And it's just a piece of bread. I, it's a Spanish bread. I, I would be ignorant and call it a piece of um, sourdough bread. Mm -hmm. But it's um, basically, look how bruschetta, kind yes. of. But then they get the olive oil and the oils from the tomatoes and they create a spread and they s spread it on top of the bread and then you might put either um, some prosciutto or some other kind of meat or other topping, but it really is the taste of the olive oil and the tomatoes on top of that bread that just melts in your mouth. And ah, I, you can't get so the good. flavor anywhere else other than Spain. The best and only, I've tried to recreate it here in the States and you just can't. That sounds Bande delicious. Tomate. That sounds, yeah, I want to go to Spain to, to just travel and eat tapas everywhere love it in spanish wine yes how come we don't do more tapas styles here i mean we can go to tapas restaurants but the idea of having small portions and being able to sort um, of do a little taste test can i tell you why why are is you that? are you really want to know oh, why i'm sitting back i'm ready for this because you are an american <sighs> but i love being an american i don't think that is in question but your question is, why don't we do it? Because American eating is completely different from European eating. Absolutely. I mean, we just talked about food in our last segment about Michelin restaurants. Yes. And we were still hungry. <laughs> you know, I was surprised that in Miami, this is a world-class city, right? Miami has really boomed in my time, 15 years of living here, or 17 years of living in South Florida. Miami has truly become a top destination in the world. There's not a Michelin restaurant in Miami. Should we open up a Michelin restaurant? <laughs> I think we should. I don't know, Mr. Producer, Director, do you think maybe you could uh, help us out in creating? Oh, we don't really want to hear from you. Uh, we want, do you think you could help <laughs> focus of our Michelin restaurant should we have a theme should it be around you know some kind of culture some kind of you know maybe we should maybe fly you know like a unicorns or I don't know to make it yeah, we're going to have to come back to that. I can't really think exactly what my theme of a restaurant is. In fact, I used to work in restaurants for many, many years, and I don't really know if I want to have the stress of working in a restaurant no, or running a restaurant we're just, or we're just even owning it, but I love to eat at them. This has been fun talking about travel. Travel is something near and dear to us. Yeah. It's been just this activity of thinking about where I want to go has helped me leave this pandemic for a moment. You know, but but even more simpler. What's that? Just something so simple. I mean, because I've been in my house. I've been staying in my house. I'm going to travel to the park and have a picnic. Oh, that's nice. Right. Absolutely. Like, like I have this huge picnic kit. I Remember the picnic kit? I got for Christmas? Absolutely. From your uncle. uncle. Your uncle gave you this beautiful, uh, describe the, we only have a couple minutes, but describe yeah, your, your like picnic kit. it's like this backpack that is a picnic kit. It has plates, wine glasses, everything you need to do a picnic, except the food, basically. That's amazing. Can I be invited to your inaugural picket, picnic? 
Well, I was hoping for something that after the picnic, the person can come back to my house and then we can. Let's get it on. <laughs> ah, let's get, get it on. on. Well, well I, that's what I was thinking. It probably won't happen because I don't right, know well, anybody. Okay. Well, we can think about that later. But I will say that I hope that you get to travel where you want to travel to. And I hope you get to travel to where you want to travel to. And I am optimistic that we are going to get to the place where we are able to finally spread our wings and fly. But for now, we're flying off this particular segment. We are segment. It's not an installment. It's a segment. Wow. Good for you, Daniel. (laughs) We are growing and we are learning from this. We are flying, and it is such a joy to be flying. Our wings are flapping. And this is the Up and Down Show. I am Daniel. And I am Upendo. And thank you for listening. Amen. Ciao, bellos. Ciao, bellos. Ciao, bellos. Bye. Bye.